Welcome to Starting the Conversation. You're listening to episode number 226. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and today we are talking about a little thing called VAT. Now, I have had to really hold back from starting this episode with a rendition of Let's Talk About Sex Baby, but ending it with Let's Talk About VAT, and then kind of making a like custom rap or rhyme all about your business finances. Believe me, it was going to be a masterpiece. Probably would have won a Grammy. Is a Grammy the thing that you win for songs? I don't really know. But anyway, VAT is what we're talking about today. Now, this is a topic that I don't think gets talked about enough, and I kind of get why. First of all, it's a little bit complex. I definitely found myself when I was first understanding VAT, just feeling like I was hearing a foreign language. Like, I don't understand any of this. And I think second of all, we don't talk about it a lot because it can feel like something that is maybe more so for established business owners because of the nature of what being VAT registered might mean, which I'll talk more about in a second. However, I think it's a really important discussion to have, not only because it is something that affects so many different business owners. If you're wanting your business to grow financially past a certain point, you're going to have to get involved with VAT. Uh, I think it's important for that reason, but I also think it's important to talk about it just because it, it just doesn't get talked about enough. I think if you Google VAT, so much comes up that's just the technical stuff, right? You have to go VAT registered when you hit this revenue value added taxes, this percentage. Like, I don't think the internet is lacking in the technical info. But what I don't see much of is the conversation around going VAT registered, particularly as a small business owner, and kind of what that looks like. I recently did an article with Business Insider, actually with one of the brilliant listeners of this podcast, Jess. Jess, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. Jess reached out and and heard me talking about VAT on a previous episode and said, I think more people need to hear about this. And and through doing that interview with Jess and Business Insider really made me realize like, yeah, this is something that needs to be talked about more. I'm going to link that article in the show notes because it talks a little bit about what I'm going to talk about within today's episode, but it kind of comes from a slightly different angle. So I think you'll find that an interesting read. So make sure to pause this episode, go and have a read of it now, or maybe have a read of it after you listen to this. Uh, But that's what prompted today's recording is that I saw that article, I heard the response to it, just reminded me, yeah, okay, no, <laughs> this is something that needs to be talked about. Now, I'll be honest, there's a bit of hesitation for me to talk about this topic for a couple of reasons. My first hesitation is that I don't want to get the technical stuff wrong. I was about to say I am not an accountant, and actually that wouldn't be fully true. Fun fact about me that you might not know, I actually did all of my accountancy exams. If any of you are familiar with accounting, if you know nosy, I did AAT and then ACCA, but I never fully qualified because I wasn't in um, an accounting role. So I couldn't do any of the like actual practice, blah, blah, blah. So I'm technically not an accountant, but I've done all of the training. I've I've done many, many very difficult exams and learned a lot of the technical stuff. Sure, I kind of know some of the technical stuff from that. So maybe that's why I feel a little bit less scared about kind of getting the technical stuff wrong. But I think the other reason that I'm scared to sometimes talk about this is because it's such a unique situational experience. What I mean by that is that you're experience of going VAT registered will likely look completely different to mine. It totally depends on your business model, your future goals, the way your business runs, how your business operates, who your business is for, what kind of clients you're working with. VAT impacts every business differently. And I want to be really careful in sharing my thoughts and experiences and caveating all of that by sharing that they are my thoughts. 
and experiences. This episode is going to talk very openly about, for me, the challenges that I faced in going VAT registered and actually the decision that I then made to no longer be VAT registered. But I want to stress that's not me saying that VAT is a bad thing or that VAT is something you should avoid within your business. Listen to this whole episode. Hopefully I'll give you a kind of rounded view and ultimately just see this as an insight into my specific experience. If you are approaching VAT and you're looking for expert advice, go to an accountant, go and find someone who can look at your numbers, ask you the right questions and really help you to make the best decision for you. Listen to this episode if you're looking just to hear more of a kind of personal perspective and I guess just hear a bit less of the numbers and more so of like the other stuff involved in going VAT registered. Let's get into it. Let's start with key question. What is VAT? If you've made it this far into the episode, we're five minutes in and you don't know what VAT is, you're probably sat here like, I've got no clue if if I even want to listen to this episode. I don't even know what VAT is. You're so fine. Let me tell you what VAT is. VAT stands for value added tax. Now I'm going to speak specifically about the UK here. I know VAT does apply in other areas of the world, but it's all a little bit different. It's a bit like tax, different wherever you're based. In the UK, VAT is a tax that you have to pay once your business makes a revenue of £85,000 within a 12-month period. So within a 12-month rolling period, it's got nothing to do with the tax years, if you are making £85,000 or more, then you go what is called VAT registered. When you go VAT registered, it is then expected that you put a 20% on top of your prices, which is VAT, and that then goes straight to the government. You do quarterly VAT returns. So it's actually a little bit different to tax. You don't do it at the end of your tax year. You do it at the end of every quarter. So you pay 20% on top of your sales to the government, but then you also claim back any of the VAT on your purchases. So for example, if you hire an office space and your office space is £200 a month plus VAT, your office space is going to cost you £240 a month. And in your VAT return, you will get £40 back from the government because you paid £40 in VAT. I hope that makes sense. So if you are VAT registered, you basically pay this additional percentage, which is value added tax on your sales, but you also claim back VAT on your purchases. So it kind of works both ways. Now, I know I said that VAT is compulsory once you reach that revenue of £85,000, but you can also opt into VAT earlier. I know a number of people, a number of clients as well, who actually have been VAT registered from the very first day that their business started. And there'll be different reasons why people choose to do that. Typically, if you're a business that has very high expenses and a lot of what you're spending on includes VAT, it can actually be more strategic financially to be VAT registered. But again, as I said, if you want to know more about what's going to be best for your specific situation, that is where an accountant is going to be your best friend. Something that you have to do as your revenue grows, can opt into it earlier. And also you can do it as a sole trader or a limited company. I remember I used to think I had to be a limited company in order to be VAT registered, but that's not the case. You can be VAT registered, whatever type of business that you've got. So now we've had a little bit of learning around what VAT is. Let me talk to you about my story. I was not VAT registered from the start. So I was not at all involved with VAT. And then I began approaching that £85,000 revenue threshold in 2019. Now, as I mentioned, that is if you get past £85,000 within a 12-month rolling period. Now, I made the decision at that point 
to first of all go limited. Now my accountant and I made the decision at that point that before going VAT registered, I would turn into a limited company. So I believe it was in the spring of 2020, I set up Alice Benham Limited. And what that meant for VAT is that the counter went back to zero. This is something that I definitely wasn't aware of. And I know a lot of people don't seem to know as well, is that if you are a sole trader and you're approaching the VAT threshold, if you move to a limited company, you don't necessarily, unless you want to, have to go VAT registered right away because actually the counter goes back to zero. You know how I said about how it's if you reach 85,000 pounds within a 12 month rolling period, well to the government, your business as a sole trader and your business as a limited company are two completely separate things. So that counter goes back to zero and then you have to get back up to 85,000 before you have to go registered again. So that gave me a little bit of breathing room, gave me another, I think just under a year to kind of not yet go registered. And it was then in the spring of 2021, my business went registered. Now, a bit of context as to where my business was at at this point, I started my business quite a few years before this mark. I think it must have been 2017 I started my business, 2016, 2017. Yeah, I was kind of age 17, 18 at the time. So this was a good few years in. And at this point, my business was really starting to kind of gather momentum. I was fully booked with one-to-one clients and I had just started to host group programs and courses. I actually think it was in the autumn of 2019, I launched my first ever course, which I think was what first got me kind of close to that VAT threshold. And then as we came into lockdown, many of you will be familiar with the fact that that was a really fruitful time for a lot of online businesses. There were a lot of opportunities. Everyone was online. Lots of people were looking to learn and invest in their education. I wouldn't really say I kind of capitalized on that as much as I perhaps could have. I don't really regret that, but I know there were some people that really kind of went in on scaling their business through kind of courses and programs in that time. But I definitely benefited from that period. And that's something I'll share more about later in terms of how that then affected me going registered. But yeah, as we were kind of going through 2020 and 2021, my business really felt like it was growing. There was more opportunities coming in. I was, you know, oversubscribed with projects that I was taking on and clients that I was saying yes to. And so for me, when I approached that VAT threshold, I just kind of felt like the logical thing to do. A lot of people around me were saying like, yeah, this is a good sign, like claps for you, well done. Like, you know, you're making all of this money. And you know, I don't dispute that. It's definitely a cool moment to reach because yeah, revenue is not everything. Profit is the number that actually matters a lot of the time, but it's pretty cool, right? To be like, oh my gosh, I've built something that makes 85,000 pounds. Like, okay, that's wild. So yeah, it was kind of a good sign. It was an exciting point to get to in business, but I don't really remember giving it much thought. In fact, I do remember one moment where I thought about not going registered. I toyed with the idea of like, okay, well, what if I just kind of kept my business where it is? I think we're around the kind of 80,000 a year mark. I was like, well, what if, what if we just stayed where we were? And I remember someone, I remember so clearly in my head because it stuck with me and it really got to me. They said to me, ah, oh, that really feels like a kind of limiting money mindset that you've got. They immediately labeled me exploring my options and maybe considering not massively scaling my revenue as bad money mindset. And I remember at the time I was very kind of open to other people's um, perspectives and feedback. And it's not to say that I'm not now, but I've definitely become a bit more considered with kind of immediately just taking something on as truth. But back then I remember hearing that and going, okay, okay. Oh, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a limiting money mindset. Like, oh, I don't want to 
have a bad mindset. And so that shut me up instantly. I was like, okay, looks like we're going VAT registered. I don't want to hold my business back. You know, staying under the threshold, that would just be limiting my success or we'd, you know, let's not do that. So kind of just made the decision like, yep, cool, business is going VAT registered. Now, the key thing to mention here, and this is kind of the the crux of my whole experience and the thing that I think it's really important for me to communicate, which makes it, you know, my experience a unique one in terms of it's not necessarily going to be exactly how you feel. At the time of going registered, my clients were primarily not businesses that were also VAT registered. If you are a business primarily working with other big businesses, uh, say maybe like you're an accounting firm or you're an office space or you know, you're selling like software or something to other big companies, the really easy thing to do when you go VAT registered is you just chuck that 20% VAT on top the client doesn't care because they're going to claim it back on their VAT return. And, you know, Bob's your uncle. Doesn't really affect your business at all. That wasn't something that I felt comfortable doing though, because most of my clients were not VAT registered. So if I put that 20% additional tax on top of my prices, I was not only going to make myself less accessible, but I was also going to make my clients pay more. But actually I was then getting none of that back as the business, like that just didn't like make sense to me. I was like, well, it it just doesn't feel as simple as like just chuck 20% on top. And maybe when I go registered again, I'll approach this differently. But I made the decision at the time to put my prices up by about 10%. So that would cover some of the VAT and then swallow the rest of it myself. Now, obviously it's worth noting, as I said at the start of this episode, when you're VAT registered, you yes, pay VAT on your revenue, but you also claim VAT back on your expenses. So I was like, oh, okay, it's not gonna be like exactly 20%. It'll be a bit less than that because I'll get some money back from my costs. You know, that's cool. I'll just absorb some of it. What I didn't do, and I'll talk more about this as we round off this episode, kind of what I do differently looking back, but just to flag it now, what I didn't really do at the time was really think about the implications of that. I didn't really think about like, okay, well, what is it going to look like for my business to basically lower my profit margins? You know, how would I sustain my business above £85,000 on an ongoing basis? My attitude at the time was just to kind of hope for the best and go for it. And if I'm honest, that's been my attitude from day one of business. So I wouldn't say I regret it. I think every experience teaches us something, but yeah, I can definitely see looking back how maybe I could have just had a moment to be a little bit more thoughtful. It's also worth noting at this point that none of my other business friends had gone VAT registered yet. A lot of people went registered in the kind of months after me. Um, Obviously don't say that, you know, I'm not saying that because I was like ahead of them, but then I just, I didn't have many people around me that I could speak to. The only people I was speaking to were kind of the like official like financial advisors and legal people and obviously they're just they're just telling you the numbers and they're just doing the paperwork for you like I didn't really have a space where I could just chat about like what does this look like for my business and what are my options and how do I want to approach this that's kind of why I'm creating this episode is to maybe give some of you that insight but yeah at the time that's a decision that I made so I went VAT registered and quite simply the impact that that had on my business is that it lowered my profit margins If you imagine, yeah, I put my prices up a little bit, 
but I was also probably due to put my prices up anyway with costs of the business going up. So basically all of that VAT was being paid by me as the business. And my profit margins then dropped by, you know, a pretty significant percentage. I follow a financial method called Profit First. You'll likely have heard me talk about it a lot. Basically the idea of as you make revenue, as revenue comes into your bank account as a business, you put aside um, money for tax and VAT and profit, etc. as you go. Before going registered, if £100 came into my business bank account, I'd pop a little bit into profit and maybe like 15% into the tax pot. Now that I was registered, that doubled because I was putting 15% into the tax pot and then 15% into the VAT pot. It's lower than 20% because as I said earlier, I'm claiming VAT back on some expenses. It's a bit like tax. You don't pay full 20% on like everything. So 15% was my number. So overnight, I went from giving 15% of what I was making to the government and suddenly it was more like 30%. And because I made the choice of not getting the customer to pay for that cost, my business was paying for that cost. And very simply what this meant was I then had to make more money to make the same profit. Profit is the money that really matters in business. It's the money that you can then use to pay yourself to build up your savings. It's the money that you've got left over after you pay tax, VAT and any of your costs. I was suddenly having to make a higher revenue once registered than I was to make the same profit as that I did before being registered. I hope that makes sense. And there were so many implications that that then had. I was like, okay, game on. I've got to increase my, my, my revenue. We've got to 85K, you know, now we need to get to 120K. Okay, consistent 10K months, let's go. You know, that looked like increasing my team. So spending more on team, spending more time and energy and headspace managing other people, which is not one of my, my strengths or one of my favorite things. It meant having to work a lot harder because I was putting more into my marketing. It was at that time where I used Facebook ads and I was using paid marketing and there was you know just so much more happening to try and kind of generate more into the business and I was also just doing a lot more in general I was hosting more regular group programs and courses and I kind of just felt like I was in this like chaotic mode of like must say yes to everything must push because I need to increase my revenue it almost felt like the day that I went registered like the pressure was suddenly on of like okay you've got to keep it at, at above 85,000 now now for a while, I kept that up, partially because, you know, my business was at a point where it could be making that money if I operated in the right way, but also partly because of just the time that we were in. This was in lockdown. There was a lot more people looking to invest time and energy and money and headspace into their business development. It's not that people aren't prioritizing it now, but it's just a different market. I kind of wish it, at the time of going registered, someone had said to me like, and how long do you think this boom's gonna last for? Cause that's just not something that I considered. I also didn't consider like, do I want to keep up this level of revenue? Do I want to keep scaling and putting in more work? As I said, I just kind of went, okay, cool. I've hit the point. Let's go registered. Off we go. And what that kind of ended up creating was, like I said, for a while, we kind of kept up that higher revenue. But when I got to the end of that first tax year, my business maybe sat at like 90, between 90 and 100,000 pounds revenue. And like, yep, great. I'm not in any way moaning about that. That's a huge number. I appreciate it. But when I realized all the extra work I'd done, and the kind of lower profit that I was making. I was like, why am I doing this? Like I'm making less than I would if I were making 80,000 pounds because my profit margins are lower. 80,000 pounds is under the VAT threshold. Like, do I need to be registered now? I kind of had that seed 
planted in my head when I first saw those numbers. And I kept kind of coming back to that thought and going, no, 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 bad money mindset. Don't limit your business. You're registered now. You've gone through all the work. Keep going. And then one day, I think it was on a call with my accountant, I just said to them, like, look, I've just been having this thought, like, you know, revenue is beginning to settle a little bit more. It's maybe more around the kind of 80 to 90,000 point because I'm working a bit less intensely. I've got a personal life now that the lockdown's over. Like, people aren't engaging in in courses or programs in the same way as they work. Like I'm kind of noticing my revenue is, is staying where it is. Is it sensible for me to stay registered? And I so clearly remember how it felt when my accountant said, yeah, no, I think it makes sense for you to deregister. It was like this massive weight had been lifted. I felt so much more calm. because I suddenly this pressure was off. Suddenly things would just feel so much simpler for me. Again, all of this caveated, but this is just my personal experience. I was also at this point when I chatted to my accountant, I had just launched on paper and I realized that I wasn't gonna be able to keep increasing revenue if I wanted to grow this new business. I'm a big believer, like you can do all the things you set to dream to do, blah, blah, blah. But I do think to an extent, we've got to be realistic, like time and energy, limited resources. And I realized that I've got two options. I either stay VAT registered and I put a lot of effort in to scale that business up to like 120,000 pounds a year at which point it would be viable to be registered. I'd be making way more profit. Or I give myself the headspace and time to focus on this new business and I actually keep my business under the VAT threshold and just kind of let it sit where it naturally sits, at least for now. I decided at that point that I would stop being VAT registered, but it's important to acknowledge you can't necessarily do that overnight because you've got to wait for that 12 month rolling period to get under that threshold again of 85,000 pounds. So I believe it was then in the spring of 2022, so just under a year ago now, that I officially went deregistered. I was no longer registered for VAT. For the last year, That is how my business has stayed. I am no longer VAT registered. I'll talk at the end about whether I think I will go VAT registered again, but that's kind of been my experience with VAT. Bit of a bit of a rocky road. God, I love rocky road. Such a tasty snack. My mum makes the best rocky road and don't worry, it's not the kind that's got like a hidden raisin in it. It's just like delicious chocolatey biscuity goodness. Oh, now I'm craving rocky road. Anyway, it was a bit of a rocky road. Not the tasty rocky road, the, you know, hard rocky road. Do you know what? It was a fine time. Like there were so many other highs going on in the business. Like I, it wasn't traumatic really in any way, but it definitely was something that made me really think more carefully about business decisions moving forwards. If I could go back and do anything differently, or if I could encourage anyone who's in my same position as I was a few years ago of thinking about going registered, Honestly, my biggest suggestion would just be to stop and think. I am in no way demonizing being VAT registered. In fact, I had a conversation with a client only yesterday where off the back of our discussion, we concluded it was best for for them to go VAT registered. Like I'm in favor of it if it's the right fit and timing for you and your business. For my business individually, because I wasn't working with a lot of people who were VAT registered, it was just a slightly more complex decision to make. Product-based businesses will resonate with this, where you've basically got to put the cost onto the customer or absorb it yourself as a business. And whilst that's a strategy that, that many people use, I think you've just got to think carefully about that. I think you've got to think carefully 
about like, what are my projections for my revenue for the next 12 months? If I'd have really stopped to think about it and plan, I'd have probably realized that, okay, my revenue is really peaking. In a year's time, do I think it's gonna be you know, growing at the same rate. I'd seen a kind of year on year increase of probably about 30 to 40%. And I think if I'd have really stopped to think and calculate the numbers, I'd have probably realized that I didn't want to go up another 30 to 40%, that it wasn't gonna feel sustainable for me, that it wasn't gonna feel realistic. As I've said a few times, I made the decision to go registered in lockdown. I did it in a market that was was always going to change. And obviously we didn't know what was going to happen post lockdown for businesses. But I don't know if I really thought about it. Maybe I would have realized that, yeah, that kind of boom wasn't going to last forever. I also wished I trusted my thoughts a little bit more. What I'm not saying here is not to trust the experts, you know, financial experts and accountants, they go through, trust me, because I've done it myself, so much training and, and they've done 10 times more than I ever have to kind of know what they know. So they are the experts, listen to them. Don't so quickly ignore your own, whether it's intuition, gut instinct, or just thoughts about what you think might be right for your business. As I said, that one person telling me, if you stay deregistered, that's bad money mindset, you've got a scarcity mindset. That one person just completely shut me down from even thinking about the other options. And I wish I'd felt the confidence and kind of the self-assurance to speak up a little bit more. And who knows, it's likely that even if I had spoken up, I probably would have come to the same conclusion of going registered and, and learned the hard way. But I guess I just would encourage you in any situation in your business, like listen to, to that little thought inside of your head. Don't be afraid to bring your thoughts to the experts and then get their perspectives. Don't be afraid to speak to other business owners, reach out to people and see, hey, how did you navigate this? You know, no two situations are the same. I'm not telling you that my experience is something that you should um, copy and paste for you, but I think in hearing other people's experiences, there's a lot that you can take from it and it just gives you a little bit to think about. As well, what I'd say about VAT is it's also just like logistically a fair bit of work. Like you've got to gather a few more pieces of information. You've got to do more returns it's got to pay more to your accountant like there's just a little bit more to it than I think we often see or assume so what does VAT look like for me now am I going to go registered again that is the big question well I guess first of all to talk about what things look like now things feel really good now my business is now sustaining in a brilliant way at £80,000 revenue per year. I now have a game each month of how am I gonna make my £7,500? Because I know that if for me, if I make £7,500 each month, that scales up because I don't make month money when I'm in my month off. So if you times that by 11, that takes you below the VAT threshold. Now that is such a nicer thing to think about than how it was previously, which was how the F am I gonna make 10,000 pounds a month. You know, now I've got a top limit. I've got a number that I can't go above. And I don't know, even if it's just for the short term, there's something about that that I quite enjoy. I won't ignore the fact that, yeah, in probably some ways that is limiting my business. I do have to be careful about what I take on and the launches that I do because I've got to keep an eye on that 12 month rolling revenue. But for now, it's good. It gives me the capacity and the headspace to focus on on paper, my new business. It's helped me to kind of refocus my business and recenter things after the pandemic. And, you know, as we head into this recession to really kind of find my best fit in terms of business model without the pressure being that I need to keep scaling revenue. It's meant that my profit 
feels healthier and ultimately it's just felt like the right decision for this season. I am sure that I will re-register as a business. Might even be this year. I'm having conversations with my accountant continually and particularly at the moment about when's going to be the right time to re-register. So I'm in no way anti-VAT. You'll probably see me go registered again in the next few years, but the difference will be I'll do it with far more intention. One of the easier things this time will be that now a lot of my clients are VAT registered. I've slightly shifted who I work with one-to-one. It's far more established business owners. So I can already see how it might be a bit easier to go VAT registered. Who knows what the future will hold? What I can promise is I will share it all very openly as and when I I go re-registered. I'll talk more about why that decision was the right one to make at that time. But yeah, when I do it, I'll just think a little bit more. Consider really where is my revenue going? What feels sustainable? What's aligned with my vision? And ultimately, how will going registered not just look for the numbers, but also feel in terms of how that impacts the business? I want to conclude this episode by saying that this is in no way me telling you not to go registered or to be scared of it or to see it as a bad thing. All I'm sharing with you is my my experience to give you a couple of things to think about to maybe show you aside from just yeah you pay a bit more tax and you make some money back blah 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 you know to share a bit more about what it actually looks like behind the scenes so that you can kind of know more about what it might look like for you and ultimately just give you a bit of a nudge to kind of think about the bigger picture I think going VAT registered is a really exciting point for so many businesses and I'd say for the vast majority going registered is the right thing I just wish I'd kind of stopped to think like, is this the right thing for me right now? So that's it for this little VAT story time. I hope you found this interesting. I know that I would love listening in to an episode like this uh, of someone else's business because I'm so curious about the numbers and all of the kind of, you know, feelings and experiences and thoughts and actions that surround them. I just think it's it's all so fascinating. And as I said at the start of this episode, I don't think it's something that we talk about enough. So whilst I'm sure I will not have answered every one of your VAT questions, partially because I am not a qualified accountant and I would not want to be a source of financial education, but also just because there's always more to cover. So if you do have any further thoughts, if you want to share more about where you're at, maybe you're just resonating with this episode and you want to come and chat with me, I'd love to hear from you. Um, You can come and find me over on Instagram or LinkedIn. Just search Alice Benham. I'd love to have a chat because yeah, as the title of this podcast suggests, this is only the start of the conversation. So I'd love for you to continue it. You are on the VAT journey. I wish you all of the best. Celebrate that revenue milestone. You've done a fantastic job to get there. And yeah, I think we can all take something from this that in every business decision we make, let's just give it some time. Let's all take a little bit of of learning from my past experience and just ask some questions, analyze things. But I think ultimately accept it's okay if you get it wrong. You know, if my story is representative of anything, it's of the fact that you can make the quote unquote wrong decision and it is absolutely fine. My business is not in a worse place today because I went registered and decided to deregister. I'm not going to notice it when I review things in, in years to come. So don't worry. Don't feel like that you've got to make the perfect decision. Just do what you can. 
be open to learning, be all right with admitting when you might have got it wrong, just as I'm doing to thousands of people in this episode, go forth and enjoy VAT. Isn't the financial part of running a business super fun, hey? (laughs) Anyway, this is it for another episode. I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday with another fantastic guest conversation. So wherever you're listening, be sure to follow or subscribe so you don't miss out. And between now and then, I hope you have the most fantastic week. Enjoy yourself. Keep showing up in your business. Uh, Your future self will be grateful for it. Goodbye.